Entrepreneur on Fire, 646. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. From Adobe Audition to Microsoft Excel and even SEO, lynda.com has video courses that cover it all. Get access to the entire library free for seven days by visiting lynda.com slash fire today. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Having experienced these days is priceless. More than 300,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. Now that's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Who's ready to rock, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Chris Lynch. Chris, are you prepared to ignite Hell yeah. All right. Chris is a partner in the technology group Atlas Ventures. Prior to joining Atlas in 2012, he was CEO of Vertica Systems, where he led the company to the number one ranked big data company in the market and its acquisition by HP in March of 2011. Before that, he was an executive at four for Fire Nation, successful early stage startups that were acquired by public companies. Quite the track record. So Chris, I've given our listeners just a little overview. So take a minute, tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business. Sure. I started out thinking I was going to be a bass player in a punk rock band. Yes. And um, I was a terrible bass player, so I couldn't make a living. And um, I had to find something to do. And I ended up selling mini computers at Digital Corporation, which many of your viewers probably never heard of. But the the um, origins of digital um, can be found in in every company from Google to Facebook to EMC to IBM and the like. And um, Ken Olson, the founder of that company, was an inspirational leader, built a culture of performance, and inspired me really to 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 take an interest in business. And that's really where with the origins of my professional career started. Uh, from digital, uh, where I was a salesman, I went on to Wellfleet Communications, a startup in the Boston area, which competed against Cisco and ultimately merged with, with uh, Synoptics to form Bay Networks and ultimately grew into Nortel Networks. And uh, from there, I really went into my first startup experience, which is a company called Prominet, selling gigabit Ethernet switches and uh, we built that company from zero to forty million in sales in eleven months. Sold that company for a billion dollars in market value in that time frame to Lucent. Um, I was at Lucent for a cup of coffee and had the startup bug. And the investors in Prominent invested in a company called ArrowPoint. I joined ArrowPoint as I believe it was number eighteen, employee number eighteen, and. Um, we took that company from zero to a quarter billion dollars in revenue, took it public in the spring of, of 2000, and sold to Cisco for over $5 billion in the summer of 2000. I'm sure your stock options were like basically nothing at that point. They were okay. But, <laughs> but I, can, I can tell you that, that um, people don't believe it, but um, I never pursued a business opportunity for money or for wealth. Um, I pursued things that I, that I thought were interesting, that I got excited about. Um, with people that I was interested in and, and was excited about. And uh, the rest kind of just happened. So I like to say that I don't follow money, but money follows me. And I really believe that, that if you pursue things 
that you really love and that you're passionate about, um, the rest falls into place. And that you can't. And these things are too unpredictable and too hard to do. If if I tried to do what I've done in my career to make money, I would have been a miserable disaster. And I think one of the things that has given me the opportunity um, and the good fortune to be successful is is a few basic things that I learned. You know, frankly, from my family growing up, from my folks. And um, you know, the first one was accept nobody's definition of you but your own. The second was, I grew up poor in a home with a lot, a lot of love and not a lot of money, and we were happy. So I chased love, people, passions, um, not money. And um, I, I did that because I never equated money with happiness. And um, the other thing that I learned was the two most important decisions you make in your life are who you spend it with and what you do for a living. You're still going to go through all of the triumphs and tragedies that human beings go through. But if you're, if you're one for two, you'll have a tumultuous life. If you're two for two, you're going to have a great life. And if you're 0 for two, um, you know, you're screwed, basically. <laughs> so, Chris, a very wise man, Albert Einstein specifically, once said, try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And what I kind of read into that for meaning is that don't try to just chase the ever-present dollar. Don't try to just do things that you think are going to be a sprint to making dollar-dollar bills. Instead, what are you going to be able to provide value in? What lights you up inside? What inspires you? Because those things that inspire you, Chris, those things that actually get you excited, get you to your A-game. And your A-game is where you, the entrepreneur, can actually provide value. And then success can and will oftentimes follow. And that just leads us into your success quote, Chris. Share with us a success quote that resonates with you and then share why. So I think for me, it would be the first thing I said, except no one's definition of you but your own. When you go into the, into the world as a professional and you pursue whatever the dream is that you have, and I, and I, I think you are spot on with, with your um, assessment of, of how you get there or what motivates you, it's got to be something you know, pure of soul. Um, but once you get that, I think you're going you're gonna to win- encounter as a professional and as an entrepreneur, a lot of naysayers and doubters and people that will make judgments on you of what you can and can't do, what you should and should do. And I think you need to accept no one's definition of you, but your own. Um, You can't see me standing, um, but I can tell you that I'm five foot six, bald, and I'm not the first guy in a lineup that you'd say, this guy's money. This guy is, (laughs) is, the CEO. This guy is, you know, a highly successful entrepreneur and venture capital guy. Um, I'm just, you know, I don't look the part. I'm not a 42 long. But when I get in the ring, you're going to know that you're in a fight. And a lot of what I've been able to do is because I accepted my definition of who I was and who I wanted to be, not other people's. And that's probably the the consistent theme with respect to professional success, I've always defined what success was for me, um, believed that I could do it, and anybody that doubted that or tried to dissuade me from my pursuits only served to strengthen my resolve. So Chris, I love your mentality. I love the theme that is developing here within this interview. That theme that just goes, goes back to be that authentic self within, really follow 
that path that you are resonating with as an entrepreneur. Trust that gut. There's a reason why humans have survived the ages because when our intuition is saying, hey, don't go outside of that cave, it's dark out, and there might be a saber-toothed tiger around the corner, there really might be, so you live to fight another day. So Fire Nation, trust in your intuition, follow what excites you, and there's where the value can lie. And Chris, we've talked about so many successes that you've had, and we're going to talk about significant ones coming up in the future of this very interview. But we talk about the whole journey here on Entrepreneur on Fire. We don't just focus on the wins and the great moments and all this stuff, which are cool, and we're going we're gonna to chat about that. But I want to tell a story about a failure that you experienced in your life. I want you to talk to us about an obstacle or a challenge, Chris, that you faced and what lessons did you learn? So Chris, take us there. Take us to that moment in time when you failed and what lessons did you learn? In each of my endeavors, which has been successful, which is obviously rare in the startup business, Prominent, Arrowpoint, Acopia, Vertica, four successes, four in a row over the last, I guess, 15 years, raising $150 million in venture capital and delivering over $7 billion in returns, which is how you know, the market keeps score. What I'm most proud of is that in each and every one of those four endeavors, each of those companies failed not once, twice, sometimes three times before ultimately succeeding. So to answer your question, at Prominet, we built a layer three switch, not to get technical, but the, 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 the punchline is 30 days before shipping our layer three switch, we found out that the chips didn't work, the layer three chips didn't work, so we had a layer two switch, which was very common in the market. We didn't panic. We didn't start infighting. We didn't quit. We creatively figured out how we'd position the layer two switch in the market, sold $40 million of it in 11 months, and sold the company to Lucent as I, as I described earlier. That informed me how to react and respond to a failure, to a setback. It was probably one of the most important business lessons I've learned. When we went on to Arrowpoint, the first shipment of the product, took down a third of the internet in 1998, one third. We were thrown out of UUNet. We took the product off the market for almost a year. But I knew not to panic because I knew that in failure, success is waiting. The question is, are you going to dig deep and go get it or are you going to leave it for the next guy or gal? We dug in. We got it. We sold $12, $12 million of the product in that first year once it was working. The following year, a quarter billion dollars, and it wasn't anybody that wasn't using the web or a web switch. And as I told you, we IPO'd and sold the company for an excess of $5 billion, all within an 18-month span of that massive failure. At Acopia, which was not my, my financially largest success, it was my, my, my most personal success because it was a company that we made a number of strategic mistakes and built a product that, frankly, was too complex and early for the market, and we willed it to success. How did we do that? We did it because we learned that if you don't quit, if you don't panic, if you don't play the blame game, and you're willing to commit yourself to be intellectually honest, be right in the market, even if you're wrong in the office, you can win and you can succeed. And the power of teams that learn that lesson makes you unstoppable. 
So I never enter anything thinking I'm going to lose because I don't think I can lose. It doesn't mean I won't lose today, but I know that I'm going to be back tomorrow and you better bring your lunch. <laughs> so Chris, we just had a guest on the show by the name of Ryan Holiday who just launched a book called The Obstacle is the Way. And in this book, it's a lot about Stoicism and Mar- Marcus Aurelius writings and Socrates and Plato. And it's really fascinating how he draws out this history from way back in the day and applies it to today. But the overarching point of this book and the really defining meaning is the obstacle literally is the way. Like so often we try to get around these obstacles that are in our path or we let them set us back. But the reality is that obstacle that's in front of us, that is the way. Just charge straight at it. And you've done so time and time again with every single one of your companies proving that point and showing that you only quit, you only actually fail when you quit. And Chris, there's just no quit in Chris Lynch. So thank you for sharing that. And if you could just take out one value bomb, because you dropped a ton on us throughout that, what would you want Fire Nation to walk away with from those failures, those setbacks that you've experienced, those obstacles in your life? I think the thing that I I would want them to walk away with is understanding that failure is part of the process of success. It's probably not as eloquent as your your former um, speaker had had spoke about in his book, but I can tell you from living experience that, that failure is part of the recipe of success. You have to, there's maybe one time in a million, Haley's Comet, where you're going to get it right the first time. <laughs> Mo- most success, most things of greatness, of complexity, um, of sustainability, um, are things that evolve. And the evolution of any idea, any company, any product includes failures. The question is, how do you respond to that failure? Yes. Do you learn from it? Do you own it? Do you accept your role in it? If you do, then those are the things that inform you on how to be successful. The people that fail are the people that when they, when they hit the obstacle, they quit. They blame others. They externalize the lesson as opposed to, as I say, owning it or internalizing it and using that as the fuel to be successful because the answer is in the failure if you accept it and learn from it. So to me, it's, it's about... Um, I think people learn to win and learn to lose, and a lot of that is around the fear of failure and their response to failure. So if you want to be a winner, embrace failure, understand it. You know, I, I tell my teams two things as it relates to failure. It's okay to win alone. It's unacceptable to lose alone. And I also tell them that w- when you're you know, in the marketplace and we're working on things, it's okay to be wrong but be wrong fast and fix it. So Chris, I loved that phrase you used, externalize the failure. It's so powerful in so many ways that those people that do externalize failures, those are the ones that aren't getting back into the fight, that they're blaming others or playing that blame game. They're not internalizing it and taking on that challenge. And one of the most famous quotes of all time, and not even a specific quote, but just a conversation was with Thomas Edison when a reporter asked him, Thomas, like, how in the world did you continue to persevere? I mean, you failed literally 10,000 times before you found that right 
piece of material, that bamboo that now is electricity and enables us to have light. And Thomas Edison goes, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I figured out 9,999 ways not to create electricity or, or what that wrong material is. And just looking at it in that way, having that mindset shift can be so huge when we're really looking to internalize that failure and drive forward. And what I want to do right now, Chris, is shift. And I want to shift to the other end of the spectrum, which is an aha moment or a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. And Chris, I want you to share with us, with Fire Nation, that moment in time when you had a light bulb go off and you just said, aha, this is me, this is Chris Lynch, this is my authentic self. Whatever that story is, Chris, tell it and share with us the steps you took to turn that moment into success. We sold Lucent for a lot of money. I don't want to be crass and say how much I made, but I made millions of dollars. And as I told you, I grew up poor yep. in Yonkers, New York. So it was something that from a practical standpoint, I could have done a lot of good for my family, for my siblings. I'm the oldest of five. But I didn't, and I was the youngest VP at Lucent at the time of this acquisition. I had an office on Mahogany Row. I had everything that you're supposed to quote unquote want. I didn't feel it. It was a shallow victory. I felt there was more to do. We sold the company early because we had the setback. It was a success, but we hadn't finished the mission. And I was so excited about working with a group of like-minded people to go out and disrupt the market that I just felt that. As young as I was, and I was in my middle 20s, I said, this can't be it. I can't retire at, at Lucent and work the, the next 30 years here and you know turn the crank. So I left, and I told the CEO of Lucent at the time that I was leaving, and I was going to go start this web company with this Taiwanese gentleman, Cheng Wu, who was my partner and has been my partner since, and um he laughed at me. He said, the internet's a toy. The web is, a, is an academic and government thing. You're making the biggest mistake of your life. Your family will never forgive you to walk away from all this money because they were unvested options. And they offered me more money because they thought I was negotiating. So by the time they were done, they had offered me a million dollar a year salary guaranteed plus bonuses, plus tens of million dollars in stock options. and. I left. I left and I joined Arrowpoint. And at the point that I had the courage to, you know, to act on what I knew in my heart was the right thing, even though intellectually I said, okay, wait a minute. If you do the math, most startups fail. You know, the success we've had is already in that one percentile. Life's dealt you a winning hand. You should play it. And then I thought about it and I said, you know what? Playing it is doing it again and believing in myself and the other people that I worked with that we could do it because it wasn't about circumstance. It wasn't just about, although, you know, time, you know, timing plays a big part in things as opportunity does, but it was more than that. It, it, that's when I learned that it was about me and it was about the people that I believed in. And at the end of the day, I really, it's it, the aha moment was at that point that I had the courage to leave. It was clear to me that that success is about opportunity, timing, and choice. And the piece you own as an individual is choice. Timing and opportunity happen for you; they don't happen for you. You can influence them to a degree, but but those things that that's the luck component. 
The choice is what you own. And I made the choice and frankly went on to, you know, again, at the time I, I wasn't motivated by it, but just an incredible, you know, economic windfall. But for me, it wasn't about that. It's that I learned that success is about those three things. And one of them I owned and I did right by. And I, you know, try to be consistent about that, about making good choices in the people I work with and the opportunities I pursue and the reason I pursue them. And then, you know, I've had the good fortune of, of great opportunities and timing. Timing, opportunity, and choice. Fire Nation, absorb those words because like Chris said, choice is what you have control of. So are you going to make that choice? So Chris, before we continue, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Summer is a great time to reevaluate your brand since it tends to be a quieter time for many businesses. Without the distraction of holiday festivities or tax time preparations, it's easier to take the time to evaluate whether your brand currently reflects the value you offer your customers. Ask yourself three questions. One, does your brand communicate the truth about who you are? Two, does the way you're communicating this truth connect with your customers? And three, does your branding differentiate you from your competitors? Before you get started on a new design for your brand, it's of utmost importance to take a hard look at your company's core values and personality. Once your brand vision is clear, a designer can translate those core concepts into communication materials. Are you looking for a designer to help bring your brand to life? Then it's time to visit 99designs.com slash fire. You'll get a $99 power pack of services for free and get even more designers to work with you on your branding. Have you ever watched a video course from start to finish on YouTube and at the end you're left wondering what you should do next? It's great that there's free content available out there, but it's not always the best. And it's frustrating when you spend your most precious resource, time, on something that isn't helpful. That's why I love lynda.com. You can rely on their content to be very helpful. Not only does lynda.com have a library of over 2,400 video courses, but each and every one of them is produced at the highest quality. lynda.com breaks down their courses into bite-sized pieces. So whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or expert, you can jump in and start learning an entire software program or system at the exact spot that you want. Interested in checking it out for yourself, Fire Nation? I've worked out a deal with lynda.com to give you a special offer. Access the entire library for free for seven days. Visit lynda.com slash fire today. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. And Chris, there always comes to a point as well with successful entrepreneurs financially they get to a point where they have to question how much is enough? How much is enough money in the bank where I am going to stop going after the opportunities for finances alone, which again, you never did. And many successful entrepreneurs never lead with that. But you are going to get to a point where you ask yourself, how much is enough? So I am strictly just focusing on me, Chris Lynch, my family, my loved ones, and how I can most impact the world by doing what lights me up inside. And speaking about lighting you up inside, Chris, I want to bring things to today, to present moment. Talk to us about Atlas Ventures and the one thing that has you most fired up right now. So what has me fired up right now um, is very much related to, to um, the issue you, that you raised. You know, I, I turned 50 recently, and um, I've had an opportunity to really reflect on, you know, the incredible ride I've had up to this point and what I want to do. 
you know, in the next phase of my career. And the reason I joined Atlas is I want to teach other entrepreneurs how to go build great companies and learn how to be great in the process, not just how to be successful in business, but in life. And a lot of that's related to perspective, but without mentors, it just doesn't work. I had the great fortune, as I told you at the beginning of this interview, to work for Ken Olson, one of, one of the most successful and brilliant entrepreneurs in tech history. That shaped and informed the way I went about doing what I do. I want to do that for others. I want to leave Boston the way I found it, as one of the, the great tech hubs of the world. So I'm focused on working with entrepreneurs to build 10 great companies in the next 10 years that are not only going to shape the economy of Massachusetts, they're going to shape the lives of these people and create a legacy of entrepreneur, entrepreneurial performance that will outlive and outshine me, I hope. And that motivation is the same motivation that had me pursue all these opportunities. And whether you make money or don't make money, at the end of the day, I don't work because I love what I do. I don't ski. I don't golf. I'm a father of five, so I'm busy with my family outside of my work pursuits. I've started Hack Reduce, where we give a million dollars of compute resources and a place to work for anybody with the ambition and inspiration to leverage big data to change the world. And I think from the outgrowth of these things, I won't do it, but I want to have some small role in the person that figures out how, how to leverage big data analytics to find a cure for, you know, a disease, to figure out a more efficient way to deliver health care to, to, you know, every human being on this planet. And I think that to be successful is to be engaged, is to be challenged. And I think that it's something that there's no beginning and end, right? People get focused on businesses and think about the exit, the liquidity, the IPO, the acquisition, you know, that, 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 that destination is what matters. I can tell you having, you know, all of these successes that at the end of the day, what's satisfying is the journey. It's not the destination. The destination's a toll booth. You go in, you know, they give you, they give you 200, you give them 200. It's a transaction. What's satisfying, what's exciting is all of the memories you build, all the experiences that you have in that journey. At Aeropoint, I built 60 offices around the world. I'm a kid from Yonkers, New York. We had no money to travel anywhere. My best experience, the most satisfying that happened to me at Aeropoint, was building those offices around the world, meeting people all over the world, and finding that they were exactly like I was. The money's great, but that, that's not what, what changed my life. That's not what ultimately satisfied me. It's not what shaped my ability to be satisfied. So, Chris, you bring up the word legacy, and you've defined your own legacy, and now you're living it. So, Fire Nation, just like you're going to get to a point financially successful as an entrepreneur where you're going to say, how much is enough? How much is enough? Now, where do I really start focusing on my legacy? And Chris is there, and he's laying out the groundwork, and it's really inspiring to see. So, thank you for doing that, Chris. And Chris, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been talking about at eofire.com. They just need to type Chris into the search bar and your Sonos page will pop right up. 
And Chris, thank you for being so incredibly generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, John. Good luck to everyone. Fire Nation, is it time to monetize your podcast? Join me for our free live podcast workshop every week where I share the top eight ways to monetize your podcast. Visit podcastersparadise.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 